My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. Star Wars, my name is Colin. I'm also Josh. Star. And another Josh. There you go. What's up, everybody? We have a decent amount of news. Uh, first, we will break down episode 10 of The Bad Batch and The Temple of Doom. I mean, episode 10. Uh, and then we have Mando season four news. We have Star Celebration news. We have Mandalorian season three hype for next week. I mean, there is so much to be hyped about in the Star Wars universe. Let's break it down. The Josh in the bottom, take it away. <laughs> So um, basically, we open up on the town that we left off on in the uh, the last episode. Um, we have the Bad Batch basically fixing a uh, old speeder bike that's run down. Um, what do you guys think of this opening for the uh, the second half of this episode? I know it's not as uh, grand and spectacular until we get a little bit more into the episode, but um, what do you think of having our Bad Batch again arguing <laughs> when we when we uh, when we meet up with them again? <laughs> It was it was nice. It was it's interesting how this almost feels. If this again feels like another two parter right after our mid season two parter, where kind of more of the other episodes felt really disconnected, like their own <clears throat> separate mission. Um, so this was fun to kind of see a two parter that wasn't like very strictly trying to be one. Like they still have two very concise stories, but mm-hmm. they really work harmoniously well together. So that was very interesting to see the that transition. Yeah, I also liked how uh, they're working on this like horrible bike, and I love how all three of them are just like descended on like one tiny speeder bike. I thought that was a really funny scene, like just tearing it apart. And yeah, I liked it. I liked that as an opening. It was like different. Yeah, it's definitely different compared to yeah. the other openings we've had. What yeah. do you think? And Omega's just off in the corner on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, I love that kind of old old the the old west type feel of mm-hmm. the whole town that they were in and i love how omega has that power of connection where where like she connects to things easier than than the rest of the group because okay. she was like wait why don't we try and track gonky instead of, of of the ship and it's because she had more of a relationship with gonky than the than the rest of the group mm-hmm. uh and i think and and the other people and 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 the bad batch don't really have that connection mm-hmm. so i think that kind of really puts her the 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 perspective of omega in the group um of uh like that like she can connect to things a lot easier than the rest of the group. I just repeated myself a bunch of times, but yes. <laughs> All right. So um, continuing on with the episode, we also pick up with uh, the uh, mysterious person who has stolen the uh, ship. They are taking it back to their little home base. Um, as you see the, the ship come down, uh, I mean, Gonky saying stuff, and we, we know that this episode is going to revolve around getting, uh, well, at least tracking Gonky, I believe. Um <laughs> The uh, ship like ends up going down, and my first things like it was funny. This was our first beginning of like, wow, that's uh, that's Indiana Jones right there, which was pretty funny, seeing all, all the red against uh, this little rope bridge that goes across. So, 
I thought that was cool. So what did you guys think of uh, this little home base that they have? I thought it was kind of funny. The first thing I thought, it was like, wow, that kid is really good pilot. Like, he missed all of those conjoining bridges as he just, like, descended right down there. Like, they sent out their pilot to go looking for things. Like, he's he's quite good at that. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked the I liked the hanger design. I, I liked the kind of like kind of book flap opening yeah. hanger that cool. perfectly closed. Like I, I reminded like when I'm closing a garage door and I'm like pulling a car that's just just too big in the parking garage, and so it's like watching that garage door and making sure it doesn't like snag the bumper. Like I felt that way when the wings were going in. I was like, I feel like it's just gonna snap. It was so close. It was a fun design. I. Again, I'm I'm gonna bring Indiana Jones into this, but I got a lot of Indiana Jones vibe um, uh, from from this episode. For example, there was the rope bridge. Um, there were also um, the the kids that kind of felt um, uh, like to me. It kind of felt like they were only there to survived to get rations and, and food and everything and that's very similar to what happened in the temple of doom and the main villain was very similar to the villain in temple of doom uh so i uh again i love all the indiana jones references not because i'm very for the new indiana jones film and i'm just an indiana jones fanatic but because they are putting it in there and it's very obvious now uh, and I think it's just to kind of hype everyone up for the Dial of Destiny. And I think it's also, you know, to kind of get uh, to maybe bring people more in like, oh, wait, wait. So there's Indiana Jones references hanging. I'll, I'll, I'll go and watch those movies again and maybe hype them up. But uh, I think it's really cool that they're pulling different elements from different projects that Lucasfilm has done in, uh, into the Bad Batch. And that has happened a lot this season because you have the racing episode, which was a clear um, a clear reference to uh, American graffiti. And then you you know you you have the actual adventure episode where they go into a temple and you see a lot of different you know elements that are pulled from the different Indiana Jones movies. So I love the fact that we're getting more of that. But I want to see Crosshair. I miss Crosshair. I I, I, I miss Crosshair. I miss Cody. Um, here's a comment from from one of our people uh, that are listening right now the the episode was super mid this week absolutely nothing happened <laughs> um, uh, at, at least last week we saw development in tech and omega's relationship it's about time crosshair pops back up i agree yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need unanimous crosshair, obviously yep. i'm gonna say it everybody everybody knows i'm gonna say it might as well just get to it now uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah colin i'm gonna have to admit because i haven't admitted to you yet um i've only watched one indiana jones movie so like the references go right over my head i'm just gonna okay. throw it out there so star will come back next week um no, <laughs> no, wow wow i'm so sorry that's that yeah that sounds tragic for you um <laughs> What well, childhood did you have without yeah. Indiana Jones? <laughs> only Star Wars. Literally wait, only Star Wars. Wait, so when you went to Disneyland, did you go on the – no? I love that ride. And <laughs> when you went to Hollywood Studios, you didn't go to the stunt show either? No. Oh, I, well, well. Sorry. Well. I'll have to I'll have to do it. <laughs> okay. 
I don't want to be uh, here anymore. My uh, heart is shattered. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's all right. That's okay. I'm just slowly dying. Yeah, so I, I believe you on the references. I just don't see them. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, there's this crazy thing called the uh, um, called the Amazon Prime where you can order things. I would go <laughs> on there and just order the 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 Blu-ray pack. Or if you want, I have extra copies because that's how big of a fan of them. It's okay. Um, the second one isn't that good anyway. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's i mean it's not it's, as good as the first okay. and the no, third first the, and third are great yeah, the second first one, indiana good. jones is great third mm -hmm. one is great second one's mid fourth one is a, a, a it's a stretch um yeah. <laughs> raiders is top three of all time also they're on amazon prime right now for free. yes yes so all right <laughs> you don't have an excuse or you start from the very beginning and watch the Chronicles of Young Indiana Jones, yeah. and uh, and there's <laughs> I can just see Josh. Just I read that book. I read the book about it. Yeah, those, those are good. Yeah, uh, and and uh, and and that show's crazy too. Be because of you've got a lot of famous actors in there that weren't famous back then. So you've got Daniel Craig uh, was in there, <laughs> and um, uh, you've got the. Actress who played the mom in the show Wednesday, and she's on other stuff, but that's how I mainly know her. Uh, but you've got a lot of like um, f f famous people on that show. Uh, but anyways, going back to the bad match. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, made it. <laughs> we made it back. That's not my fault. That was Star's fault. She just opened <laughs> that can of worms. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Also, another connection to the the kids and kind of that whole area. I was really reminded of Corellia at the start of Solo, mm -hmm. yeah, Star Wars story, with kind of how the kids and their relationship with yeah. Lady Proxima and yep. kind of that whole dynamic of the more you steal, the more you get back. A little bit of Ray in there. Um, yeah. Also, it's interesting seeing how that's like the main go getter right now in the galaxy. It's like I have all these people that have no jobs or are end off like doing their own kind of little thing. I'm going to bring them all together and just steal. Make them think that they have nothing better to do. Exactly. Make them think I'm protecting them and all that jazz. But also the, there's one more thing I wanted to bring up with solo. Oh, I think the character, the, the, I don't know if this is true, but the species that the lead guy is the lead bad guy with the robotic arm in this episode, forgot his name already. I, he might be the same species as uh, Moloch in Solo, the guy who like couldn't see the sun because then it like close up around him. Like it looked very similar to like the face oh. design. Yeah, so, it did. Might be another connection to Solo there, but that's yeah. my stretch. I didn't, I didn't research that. Hmm. I did get a lot of Solo vibes in this episode. Oh yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just continue on with the episode a little bit as you guys are talking about. Uh, we meet our. Um, our leader of the group and uh, who our friend is bringing back the uh, ship for basically ends up giving this whole speech about like, Hey, like this, this is, this is great, you know, but you know, it's probably going to bring some unwanted attention. You try to do that to me really. Um, and uh, he basically <laughs> asks for some food and he's like, Oh, we'll, we'll get you some food. No problem. It's going to take a little while. Uh, 
here's a little water out of my canteen. So the whole vibe you kind of get for it is like, I have all these child soldier or child people under my belt and I can get them to do whatever I like. So I thought that I was did, interesting. I didn't, I really didn't like the, I really didn't like the kid that was like the thief that was kind of helping them out. I just, I, I didn't, you know, really fall in love with the character and not just because he stole the ship, but I just was just like, Oh, okay. Um, cause of that. Do you, so there's the sisters from season seven and then they also showed up in um the in the first season of of the bad batch i kind of got that vibe from him i just i I don't know i didn't really find any um, of his character that interesting Mm -hmm. um how do you guys feel about him are you talking about the so the kid not yeah 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 um i find it interesting for me because i like He's got that cool like neck tattoo thing. He's got like the he looks. I love that. Why? Because he's got a. Well, he's got like okay. So if you say like in Solo, I'm sorry, in uh, like Rogue One, we have all these people that have tattoos and they mean something. I'm like this. His character design makes I want to know what he did, that kind of stuff, or like how he got to this point where he's like, I'm gonna stay here and steal stuff for you, and da 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 da. And I was like, that'd be cool. But I mean, as we said, like we wanted it to deal with something with Hondo, and I was like, that hyped us up a little bit. It hyped me up at least for next episode, and it wasn't that. So I'm kind of like, hey, I mean, it, it, it's interesting, I guess. I wanted to know more about this character, but it ended up just being like a kid. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it is definitely a parallel to the solo movie. So that yeah. was interesting. I liked the whole like set design, the character design, mm-hmm. as always. Like it was really interesting. I lo- I loved their tattoos. I'm glad you brought that up, but. Um, yeah, I mean, his character was just kind of like, I feel like you could probably autofill him with any character, but like his design was cool. I liked his jacket. Yeah, yeah. It, it's such a big galaxy. I feel like they, yeah. like there, there's only so many different roles someone can take in these stories. Yeah. So he definitely did feel like a fill in the blank type of thing. And yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll, you know, there really was a checkoffs at the end of possibly seeing him again. So maybe we'll see. And hopefully yeah. that character progresses and we see something more to set them <laughs> apart from the sisters. Yeah. That's fair. Um, continuing on with the episode a little bit, they uh, Bad Batch ends up uh, finding them, or finding him at least. Um, I, <laughs> I I laughed really hard when uh, he gets clotheslined as he's trying to take away <laughs> like a, yeah. a, a, a scooter. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, yeesh. But yeah, I, uh, Oh, I was worried. I was like, oh no, is there going to be a whole chase sequence? Like, what are we going to do? Like, <laughs> chase? And then it was just like a complete clothesline. That caught me off guard. I loved that. That was hilarious. I've complimented the show on like having tech, uh, tech get injured in like the first couple episodes and like having it felt much more gritty to like characters getting hurt and these like they, they felt more real on the damages yeah. they were taking and that kid just get gets clotheslined and just gets back up and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> broken bones in the same season that this kid is like everything just went into one solid force He's, yeah he just bounced <laughs> <laughs> i did also like how omega was straight up just like i'll i'll shoot you like, i don't yeah. care bro I yeah <laughs> straight up man <laughs> yeah oh geez yeah now the uh um 
I also liked how she was comparing. Um, I did enjoy the fact that they compared her, their ship, um, like as their home. And then he was saying, well, I can't go anywhere. Like the, 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 um, uh, the, this is my home. And, and I think that's how the two um, really connected. Um, but I don't know. I just like, again, I really didn't fall in love with this character um and i think it might just be like you hate this character i don't hate him i just didn't find him interesting i i i i was sitting there and i was just waiting for the scenes where i would see you know hunter and, and wrecker and tech like i, I don't know yeah i think like this episode wasn't mine i think i liked that um he allowed omega a little bit of character development like you got to see her you know pointing her bow at people and like being part of the team really like throughout the whole episode you got to see her kind of pull a little bit more of her weight which has been a fun thing through this season um and i also liked that the season like obviously i'm kind of jumping or not the season the episode kind of jumping ahead but i liked um that we actually got a lot more shots of hunter in this episode like him fighting and doing more things and like especially when they go down the exhaust shaft like which i know is like kind of the next thing but um yeah i like that we got to see a little bit more hunter in this episode that was kind of fun i feel like this uh he was basically like a little tool we're gonna have to be our expedition ex, uh, exposition dump uh he's like yeah you know techno union used to be here and it's like oh everyone's like oh and then he's like yeah you still can't use your blasters in here because it'll kill everyone and i was like all right so his main thing is just to explain what's going on and give the rules of engagement to the bad batch. so i thought that was interesting um so continuing on with the episode they basically going off to go get the ship i actually just wanted to stop to say like i really like the shots at night Mm -hmm. with all like the illuminated glow for the place i thought that was really cool of them trying to get all the way down there um so yeah and plus like the whole steam thing going on i was like oh this is really really cool what do you think about the uh animation in this episode it was phenomenal. Uh, I I think with the steam, uh, with the steam uh, actual stack, I think I think Josh was saying there was a reference to it. Like, um, oh, with, when they're going into it, it, I really was reminded of Arkham City, Batman Arkham City, the video game of when he goes down through that to go into the Joker's lair, and then this one mm-hmm. going to yeah. get the ship. So, yeah, that was a heavy. But also, I mean. The more I watch this show, the more I think they're using the like just some new light or shit, like some new light shader or something. Like maybe the one that was used in the Lego movie. I forget what that's called. The one the Toy Story 4. Just like some yeah, new one. Because the highlights that's brought out mm-hmm. and like the way the light ambience fills everything. It's the shadows to the light areas looks really, really good this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh continuing on, um basically we have what like do we know what these robots are? Do we know what models these are? No, have we seen these robots bodies. before? <laughs> <Commando droid> <laughs> yeah, like, I was wondering. Yeah, like crystal skull heads. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another Neo <laughs> Jones. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I don't know if it was if if they're on their own separate droids and then they just put different heads on them, or mm-hmm. uh, because I've never really seen those type of droids yeah i thought they were going to be commando droids when you first saw the shot of them i was like oh cool and then i was like wait 
I I think we're supposed to see. I mean, because we haven't seen them fight full out battle droids yeah. yet in this season, and I think in the trailers <laughs> there was a couple of shots where they were right, or am I wrong? No, all the shots fighting battle droids was the generic P two grunt clones and Cody and Cross. Okay, cool. So all right, okay. but those were commando droid bodies. I have it pulled up right now. Yeah, like, same amount of fingers, same shoulders, same light on the chest. It's just a new head. Okay. Huh. So maybe it's like the B, like maybe it's like a precursor to the commando. Because I mean, it's something it, to do with the techno union. Yeah. yeah so maybe say. something that the techno union, or maybe a techno union, techno union specialized. Uh, commando droid only yeah. for certain installations. Hmm. Yeah, so I mean, continuing on with the episode after we had the little like <laughs> throwing the uh, uh, droid into the uh, giant steam burner piece, um, we get that one shot of everyone uh, basically our, our full Indiana Jones shot of all of these uh, young people pushing across rope bridges to the middle of a bunch of uh, ore, basically. And I was like, wow, I really love this shot. This is really cool. Like, yeah, I think as you were saying, with all the shaders and pieces, I'm like, dang, man, this looks great. <laughs> so what did you think of your uh, your full-on reference there, uh, Colin, for Indiana Jones? I, um, man, I would just be more excited if Star actually saw it. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, um, no, I, uh, no, I, I again, I love all of these references, and it's really funny when I'm watching something and I see it. Like I'm, I'm like, oh wait, like I, I'm, I'm seeing it. Maybe I'm crazy. But then you go online and then you see someone else do like a breakdown video or something, and that's the first thing that comes out of their mouth. I'm like, I'm not the only one. I'm, I'm not the only one that can see everything about, you know, like Indiana Jones and, and just different things. So I, uh, again, I love that they're bringing different elements from different projects that Lucasfilm has done into these shows. And, uh, and like George Lucas, you know, has, has said in the past, um, uh, it's, it's supposed to be, you know, it's, it's supposed to rhyme. And that's exactly what they're doing by kind of bringing in different, um, uh different elements of all these you know incredible tv shows and movies and uh and into the bad batch and I, I think it's fantastic yeah well, i mean well continuing on with the episode we have uh they basically get up they need a access code um and it's funny we're having another split off in this episode of the bad batch technically so uh omega goes off with our uh a new friend to go and try and get these codes and i thought it was uh the the shot of having the uh the leader uh just chowing down on all the food that yeah. said that oh we don't have food we're trying to get rations i'm sorry da, 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 da. and then like just immediately like mm-hmm. yeah i mean a whole bunch of food his <laughs> arm kept throwing me off be because his, his his whole arm was like longer than his other one so like uh i uh and then seeing him pick up like a chicken wing, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like he was eating that stuff fast. Yeah, I haven't eaten that fast unless I'm like cramming between exams. It's like the only time I have for is for studying. <laughs> so the only thing I'm like, I gotta eat. I have thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing I noticed. It almost like threw me off for a second. I was just like, 
why, why like that fast? That before, like in like a Robin Hood or something, like some like medieval thing where it's like yeah. really trying to emphasize that he's a glutton. Yeah. Um, and it, it did feel like kind of going back to like even the, the main thief character, like that whole scene with like flat up chicken legs and eating really fast felt like this is very copy paste. We want to tell you to feel a certain way about the villain. We want to like give you all of the signals. This guy's a bad guy. And it felt like, okay, I got the signals. He's eating fast. He has chicken legs. Like it was I'm surprised it was like eating an apple as like yes. dessert, like crying like, <laughs> like while he was talking, like, oh you got me another thief. Thank you, Apple. Yes. <laughs> uh, That's how it felt. <laughs> for me, I it reminded me of Denethor from Return of the King of of <laughs> Of where he's just like sitting there and 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 eating, and then you just see Pippin just towards the side, just in full out like you know he's mad and he's very disgusted by him, and I just got that vibe uh, from from the villain in this episode. And then also another Indiana Jones reference um, uh, is uh, uh, is that he is keeping the whole thing about the rations um, uh, and uh, and and everything a secret. Because he's doing it for his own personal gain, um, uh, for his own personal gain, just like the character Mola Ram, where he's not doing it for the thuggy cult. He's doing it for him. He's trying to find all the stones for him, just like how the villain in this episode is keeping all the food to himself because his droids can't eat, and and then and, and the other kids, he's lying, he's lying to them, and and stuff like that. So, but I mean, we we get even more of that. Uh, honed in when we go a little bit further in the episode with having um he actually wants to stay and see who the top earner is because he's like dude i brought back a whole ship man and he still doesn't end up getting it and the only thing that the top earner gets is just like a bowl of soup in comparison <laughs> and they're like oh don't worry i'll take care of you and then he just like throws that one bowl of soup in between every single one of the people there all the miners so it was pretty interesting i don't know how that. he could have thought he got top earner like the stuff hadn't sold yet. Wouldn't Drake think that has made him money? So wouldn't that be like a next month thing for him to contend for top earner? This shit. I don't know. That was. I was like, nothing sold yet. How would you even be in contention for top earner? Right. Interesting. That's valid. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I. I. I like having him be around to talk to Omega in the next scene, where they're kind of like. At least you have like a home, and she's just basically like, "Well, as we've been watching all the other episodes, it's kind of like that's been the thing is that Omega doesn't really have a home, um, and having all the different Bad Batch members leave it is uh, pretty interesting. So I like I like them being able to talk back and forth. Like she's like, "Well, this ship, this is my home. All right, okay, this is this is all that I have," and I'm like, and it's still more than a lot of other people in the galaxy right now, which is pretty yeah. cool and interesting. <sighs> so yeah, what did you guys think of the conversation that they had together in the uh, ship. Um, that was their their. I think that was kind of his way of 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 being like, huh? Like she's not that different from me. Um, and then oh, Mega kind of saw it as well. I never really had a home. Um, uh, I've been traveling all this time. The my only home was Camino, but ever since then, I've I've been on the run. So I think that kind of makes her m- 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 makes her miss Camino in 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 a way, um, 
but I also um uh I also like how she's getting more encounters with with kids that are pretty much around her age uh because you know she doesn't have that you know experience of being a kid so i think when she had the chance to kind of hang out with gunji and then you had the first season where um uh where she met the kids of um cut yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh and um like Still that was Hera. like a, yeah so it's it's just like i i i love that yeah and Hera too and there's different elements of um of having a childhood in small ways coming to her by meeting other kids around her age uh and i think that's also great for her character because she's so used to kind of being a loner and then she joined the bad batch and then she's used to being the youngest and not really you know, kind of dealing people with her age, even though she's older than them. Uh, I mean, uh, and it doesn't like, but because the cloning process, you know, they're like three years old. Right. And then like, she's like at, you know, the actual age of 10. So I think seeing kids around her actual age definitely helps her character development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We're seeing like the evolution of her innocence in all of these interactions, yes. uh, especially in, in this specific one, we see her give rations to, the kid he, she's like hey here have this he's like why are you giving it to me she's like well you're helping us it's, it's an even given trade she's a very like high morals person especially raised in like this turmoil of the galaxy mm-hmm. um so we're kind of we're, we really are seeing that innocence but also coupled with you know her growing everything she's able to do with the batch she's given more responsibility i mean she, hunter let her go alone to watch this kid with absolutely no supervision from another batch member which he wouldn't even let Omega watch the ship alone when they were hunting in the mines with no one else, like no one around them. She wouldn't let her do that. So that was amazing to see kind of the evolution of what she's doing with the batch and the roles she's being given within the batch, but also keeping her innocence at almost a constant. It's a really nice dynamic to see. It's interesting. I wonder where her character is going to end up like, if she splits off and does her own thing kind of thing, or we're going to find out something that's pretty important in the future. I, I don't know. I, it, her character and where it's going has me interested. Yeah. Um, continuing on with the episode, they basically get, uh, uh, well, after they have a whole conversation about how like, Hey, you know, you realize you've been lied to basically the whole realization comes through um continuing on uh then the whole like leader ends up coming through and being like all right we're gonna basically throw you off into the hot steam like uh and then yeah so what did you guys think of this these whole i love these shots in this the sequence of like looking over into like the hot um steam lava stuff so i was like that's really cool what'd you think of that scene colin i i don't know I just, um, I miss. Yeah, okay, actually, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I lost my complete train of thought. Can you repeat it again? <laughs> <laughs> so we're on the. I was that, just thinking about crosshair. I'm sorry. We're on the we're on the bridge scene of um where the kid basically has to stand up. Yeah. And be like, look, man, like we've been working like like crazy, and you're telling me that like you've been tricking us and duping us this whole time. Um, 
and they're about to push like Omega off into the steam. I was like, the, the shots on that, I was like, wow, it's really, really pretty. I really like them. I was low-key hoping that someone would have a sharp object where they could cut the bridge in half and then the bridge would snap <laughs> and then like they would do the whole thing. But yep. that was just a pipe dream of mine. Uh, I um, uh, Again, I, I love the whole rope um, the whole rope bridge type thing because uh, we saw that in the first season of the show that just came out this year um, and in the begin in the end of last year uh, called Willow. Um, there was the whole. Uh, did you guys watch that show or no? No. Oh, okay. Well, in that show, they also kind of have like a mineshaft type thing and what i'm just trying to listen there wasn't that much that happened in this episode so I'm <laughs> no i i like i like your uh when you relate to something and then you're like all right here we go at least it's lucas filmed then boom, 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 boom. <laughs> right 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 because of uh uh because just anything that has that tie into different projects i mean I'm, I'm i'm like a broken record um uh is very very cool to me so i and and happening in this animation style is 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 also great and i love how it's not just a force thing like it actually has to do something with the plot Mm uh so uh i also not lucasfilm it reminded me of the hobbit uh um uh of the goblin king like of that scene no no okay uh <laughs> uh but yeah so no i again i think it's cool that we're pulling stuff from different elements but i like from different projects and stuff again that, that's there wasn't that much that happened this episode so i'm just trying to relate but mm-hmm. that's just me i'm interested to see what's going to happen towards the future after because i mean we have the uh the whole big captain guy get uh fall into the uh, hot steam lava as well after Omega has been rescued. Um, it is interesting seeing how Omega has really just been in these like last few episodes, especially is just coming into her own and very being very confident in everything that she does. So I think that's really cool. Um, interesting to see where it's going to be left off here. Uh, what do you guys think of this uh, ending piece? I definitely feel like we're seeing that kid again. Mm-hmm. Almost 100%. Uh, I don't know like what the context is going to be for them needing a thief. Yeah, like that's the part that's more interesting to me than seeing him again. That's fair. Do we think this is the moment that we were talking about where Sid betrays them? Like, do we think that 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 this was the moment that's going to anger them where they go back and they're like, "Hey, we're like done with you and everything." Well, imagine if that never comes. <laughs> Imagine if that's like season five for the Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think that was the main idea of this episode of uh of where um it kind of reminded the Bad Batch that there is still good to do in the galaxy, and then more than just to survive, and then that's how maybe they they kind of leave Sid, and then they um they go to echo and then they kind of jo- do the clone rebellion that, that we've been mm-hmm. talking about for like these, you know, past couple of weeks. 
because to me, this episode was kind of like, you know, it was just there. It didn't really help with the plot for me. And it was kind of boring, unfortunately. Like, like I, I love the Bad Batch, but I just feel like these past couple episodes just haven't been really plot driven. And it's just been, you know, kind of... Um, um, I'm just trying to think of the term. Like uh, filler. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't like using the word filler. I think of like it's like a nothing burger. Like it's still a burger. There's still stuff there. It's still something to chew on. But in the end, you don't leave f- being full like fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. I just I mean, and I know every, 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 everyone can tell just by how I felt about you know about this episode. But I just I don't know. I didn't really connect to it. I thought as great as it was to get some character development it was not not comparable on the greatness level as season one where it was mainly plot driven and there was only maybe like a filler episode here and there but ever since episode one two and three and then you had the mid-season um uh the mid-season finale where you had them going Coruscant. Those are the real, you know, plot-driven episodes. Other than that, we haven't really got anything, you know, major except some, you know, kind of side quest missions. Uh, so I hope going into next week that they actually stick. Well, not stick, but go back into the actual plot and they get mad at Sid and they end up, you know, you know, leaving her and they end up, finding echo and cody and maybe crosshair kind of gets a wind of where they're at and they're alive and stuff like that like i mean well he knows that they're alive but like i i don't know i just want them to kind of get back on course because right now they're they're like straying away from it in my opinion i have a probably the strongest feeling i've had in a long time that next week is going to be about crosshair i really maybe so. cody but Do you know what it's called the ex- next episode's called i haven't pulled it it's called metamorphosis okay so metamorphosis yep. it has a very I, I can't see that name being applied to a, the batch right now. And like looking at the episodes and like the tusks, you can kind of understand like, you know, where they were coming from and all that stuff. So also a big thing to tipping for me is the third episode, you know, was the crosshair Cody. This would be the third episode following the mid season finale, following the halfway point nine, 10 and now 11 metamorphosis. So um. maybe if that's keeping a, some form of pattern, granted there's only, there isn't the pattern. There's been only one episode, but yeah. you know, with that possibility, the name metamorphosis, especially seeing, you know, the finale of episode three had crosshair. It really looks like he was thinking over, you know, Cody's gone. What, what all is this? He was almost reconsidering at a point. So I'm wondering if I really do think that next episode is going to be back to some of our Imperial boys. Yeah. I'm hopefully. hoping so. Wait, how many, how many more episodes do we have? There are only 16 episodes total. So we March is the last month. So we have the first we have one, two, three, four, five, six episodes with the two part finale on the 29th of March. So do you feel like if we had like if you had like a consistent little like thing that was placed in this that would end up resolving itself at the end, it would be better for the episodes going on in the future. Like you could have like all these episodes that are kind of like their own thing, but like, let's say at the end and then you, you have like a, a certain clone talking to them, but we don't know who it is and you want to know who that is. And then we get more information next episode and more information. Like it, it has, I feel like a lot of these episodes haven't had 
a, like a sting for it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to, pardon me, starting to wonder, like we're reaching a point when they really got to start connecting everything in the season. Like you brought up Josh. So, you know, all the different storylines, all the endings from episode three to now this thief kid to all the characters we've seen, the progression with Sid, how is that all going to come together in just the episodes we have left? So, like, I feel like we're going to get a sprinkling of crosshair, maybe a couple episodes back with the batch, and then they're going to converge for probably the last three episodes. We're going to get the, the tee up with tipping point, setting us up for the finale, and then the two-part finale is going to knock us out of the park. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's it's it, it's interesting to me that we just haven't had that connector that's been going on yeah. for now where it's kind of like back to back you're like oh okay that makes sense um building towards the future instead of it just being one based episode because i feel like that we we don't have that hook for the next episodes like we all love the bad batch and i i would love to see them do everything like just keep doing these things but i'm like hey we need some some juicy meat to like grab onto. I'm starting to feel this almost feels similar to like the way this is ending out. It almost feels similar to how Book of Boba was paced and how it was spread out. Like we're about to get the Din episode, be that crosshair and more clones and go back to what we've been having more Bad Batch. And then we're going to finish with everything converging at the end. Whereas Mm -hmm. it 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 didn't almost didn't feel connected at all for majority of the season. And then boom, it's all there. Almost a little bit too ham fisted at the end. I also feel like it doesn't happen. It's hard to do 16 episodes with the exact same characters every episode. And I feel like that's one of the issues that they're, they're dealing or coming up with. Yeah, because Clone Wars at least, had yeah, that Clone Wars. They could hop between characters mm-hmm. and story arcs and like, you know, two, three episodes. They can pack it with so much. Um, I, I yeah, really I did enjoy like at the start issues. of the, this season when they like split up the batch. Like we had an episode without Hunter and Echo. So we got to get those kind of different dynamic feelings in episodes. Mm-hmm. But now we're kind of, you know, it feels like we're, you know, aside from the mid-season finale, we really are kind of feeling like, you know, we've been with this these group for so long. Let's find something else, something new, something interesting that's not just popping them in a story, but having the story take them along. Because, I mean, if we had like a full, like, if if we had an episode come that was just like Echo side, I'd be like, great. Like, this is completely different. It's, it's something fun. We still have the Bad Batch doing their own thing. I'd also like an episode where you have... Like, let's go do something, and we see it from the perspective of one half of the Bad Batch group versus the other half, and you basically tell the same story, and then you get, and then uh, both the episodes get to, get to converge at one point. So I think I would I would love to see something like that. Yeah, agreed. So what what do you think, Colin? What do you think of this the the string of episodes that we've had so far? I uh, kind of going back to what. Uh, of what also Josh said is that um, is the biggest difference between uh, the Clone Wars, the Bad Batch and, and, and the, and the book of Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett, we were getting the origin of, you know, his story from the end of return of the Jedi all the way to present. So that to me was like plot driven. There, there were, there really wasn't any side quests, uh type episodes except in um except the episodes with mando which you honestly consider that like season three of mando if you wanted to with how much content that we got in those episodes <laughs> um uh but i uh and then for clone wars the biggest difference between the clone wars and the bad batch is that the clone wars is a variety 
of um of different Jedi, different clones, um different you know characters that are like are during that era. Uh, and for the Bad Batch, the main focus is the is the characters of the group of the Bad Batch. So I think that having side quests and 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 everything in the Bad Batch, I it's fine. And but I don't think the kind of again I don't like using the word but the filler episodes in the Clone Wars compared to the Bad Batch, I feel like it's unnecessary because you take those episodes out of the filler episodes like of uh, of this season would not really affect the plot at all. Some of the filler episodes in the Clone Wars, you know, you could argue saying that it could affect the Clone Wars if you took them out. So that's why I'm, you know, kind of iffy on these kind of side quest uh, type of episodes. To be fair for me, I think that they've done a good job at making Omega a better character. Because I can say for sure, in the last season, I did not like her character nearly as much as I like her now. In comparison wise, like if I say that the like really good things that have happened out of this newest season, I'm like Omega is a lot better. The dynamic is changing. I like anything to do with crosshairs. It's normal. But I mean, I, I we definitely need that that juicy burger soon. <laughs> Which next episode, hopefully, I can yep. say. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Uh... That's really it for the Bad Batch. Let's uh, dive into this small, you know, show that's de- debuting next week called The Mandalorian. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm so excited. The first episode. Uh, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The main uh, rumor, I guess, right now is that the runtime for episode one, season three, is going to be 35 minutes. That's including the credits. That is the shortest. Are they just doing one episode? Um, yes. Okay. Cool. And that is the shortest uh, runtime for uh, for a first episode of The Mandalorian. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. season season two's opening was like an hour, right? Right, and that was also directed by John Favreau, so that felt like a movie, bro. Like, yeah, it did. That was nuts. I, I have the highest praise. I remember that came up like back when I was dorming. And so, like everyone got together, like swarmed the the den, and everyone just crammed around this TV. And <laughs> I watched it at least five times with five groups of people, and every single one, of, every single time, it was like movie reactions for Endgame on levels of stuff. I just don't think, man. I mean, I just remember sitting there, and uh, it got to the part where they actually were getting where the crate dragon actually comes out and then and then the screen changes and yep, you're it like goes wait yeah it's like wait what and then it just goes like just full out battle mode and that? i was 
Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait for more scenes like that in this season. I know some people are kind of dis uh they're not as hype um for the season, which I find very interesting. I, I, I might be one of those people. I okay. feel like I'm as am I. I'm cautiously no. optimistic. Mandalorian season one to me was almost a perfect season of TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. About as close to perfect as you can get for me. I, I loved the Western. I loved the Samurai. I'm a, I'm a big Western fan, big noir fan. So those things really clicked well for me. Season two started to get a bit too, almost too cameo-ish for me. I feel like it lost a little bit of the charm that season one personally for me had. Um, so I guess my biggest fear is that season three is going to feel like I want it to feel big, but also still feel very personal to Din. And so I'm hoping that we keep Din's story at a forefront here and keep his relationship with the characters at a, at a very high point. Cause I think that's going to make it a lot better. Than- I, yeah. I feel like the, the crutch they have currently, cause like the, the, the first season was kind of like, as they said, it was like, you have the, the, the toys that your older brother didn't want to play with kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I completely got that vibe from it. It was yeah, all these new things and like things that were always in the background, but now we brought them to the foreground. Like it, it was really cool. And it was, everything was just so new and everything was back to back. Awesome. And then you get like season two where it's kind of like, Oh, cameo character. Great to see you. I love it. Um, and they kept making Grogu a bigger character, and it has me worried to the wards of the future where you don't have um, uh, like Mandalorian being the main focus anymore. It's going to be all on Grogu. And I'm kind of like, I like Grogu's story, but I feel like he only really works if he is like, you know, off to the side and and he can come in and you have like an episode focused around his stuff. But then it's kind of like, I don't want it to be the like Din's whole crutch. I don't. Yeah. Cause, cause we had episodes in season one where he like Grogu wasn't around at all and they were still awesome episodes. Yeah. So. Like the, the heist to the, the jailbreak episodes. Yeah. Immediately comes to mind. Season two, continue with the analogy you said. Season one was like you got to play with the discarded toys. Season mm-hmm. two was when your brother's like, "Oh, that's a, that's a cool story you got there. Mind if I bring some of my good toys into the play?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I had a good thing going on over here. Yeah. Um. That that's my biggest worry. That's why I'm not as super hyped. I feel like we'll get some really cool reveals and everything. I just know how much they are banking on um, Grogu right now, and it. It, there's points where I'm kind of like, I just, I, I want him kind of off to the side. I know that, w- I know a lot of people have a lot of theories about who saved him from the temple. And I'm telling you right now, if it's not Mace Windu, I I just, I feel like a lot of people will kind of lose, lose interest. Be, um, uh, because for me, I wouldn't mind if it was Quillen Voss or someone else, do you think it's just going to be a random Jedi? Do you think it's going to be a new character that they're going to introduce? Or do you think it's going to be someone that we know? I wouldn't know. I think it's going to, like, I wouldn't doubt it'd be like a new character for them. If it's Mace Windu, yeah, people would lose their minds, which it would be really cool to see. But then you get more questions of like, where is he? What is he doing now? <laughs> if he becomes a known character like that, it almost draw attention away from the Mandalore story arc. Right. Introducing something like that big of a bombshell to a flashback scene inherently. I've been saying that the only way that I think bringing Mace Windu back would work would be if they ended up uh, having you know 
having him come back in a way and being like, oh my gosh, where have you been all this time? Blah, blah, blah. And then Mace Winning comes back in the picture and they actually explain it in a good way of why he's been off the radar and stuff like that. And if he kind of fell towards the dark side and was kind of dealing with that, that would be pretty cool. And then maybe they maybe re-canonize the Grey Jedi because they like, you know, stopped making that canon a while ago. But I could definitely see Mace Windu kind of be in the lines of that. But also bring him back to be the main antagonist uh, for Boba Fett in season two of the book. That is a cool theory. I like them not liking each other. That'd be pretty cool to see. The the thing I think I'm worried about is just Grogu. The normal average like viewer could care less about Star Wars. They just like their – you've got like two things. you got like Grogu and you have the Mandalorian. So I feel like those two things can be easily pushed. And knowing the way things have been going currently, I feel like that is something that they're going to push like crazy. I don't want Grogu to outstay his welcome, and he is on the cusp for me right now. So I'm not your average like Star Wars nerd. Like I, I love Star Wars. It's a passion of mine. Um, reveals are great for me, but I don't know. Like I want new stuff in Star Wars. I think that's why my yeah. passion, lo- I love like all of like, fallen order because it's just new stuff after new stuff after new stuff in a world that we love so i want new things for this and that would be great we're gonna get more information on mandalore and hopefully there's some cool stuff that's that's what i'm saying i'm still i'm i'm still very intrigued and interested and excited to see what role christopher lloyd is gonna have um because the <laughs> big rumor right now is is that he's playing a uh, a Mandalorian elder, uh, so he's just been on the planet Mandalore, just kind of chilling or something like that. Uh, that's the main theory. I would love. I don't want him to play. I mean, b- because he you want his face and not like him being like a droid or like. <laughs> I want him to play Modok in the Star Wars universe. (laughs) (laughs) Big head Christopher Lloyd. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, as as long as we get one great Scott out of him, I'm fine. I'm 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 good. Like I'm I I I would be content. I doubt we will. I I know that that, that's another pipe dream, (laughs) but I I still think that would be so funny. Um, but yeah, the new things they introduce don't affect the show's longevity. Like, I feel like like new things are great, but you know, five years down the road, why would I watch something? If really all it did is just introduce new things. Like, I really hope that the story itself is able to hold its own with the new things so that it's still fun to go back and watch it for the story rather than just watch it for the cameos and for the new things it introduces. So speaking of new things, the, to me, the point of Mando of this show is that it's going to be going into the sequels, right? So they have to tie it into the sequels in some way. How did Palpatine to... return? All right. It has I don't know if we'll get to that extent. Well, um, it, it's funny uh, to me that we're getting to this point where like, we as like Star Wars nerds can connect so much to this like sequel stuff that it does make me think that they are just pushing to try and answer this question. Because like... I swear that is this giant burning question over all of Star Wars right now where everyone has to put in their own like two cents to be like, this is this could have happened and this this is an element to how it happens. It can't okay. just be one line. Well, so they did answer 
how he returned, but they did it off screen, which is where he, as soon as the second Death Star blew up, he, um, you know, he used some Sith magic and trained himself to put his force, his force as in, um, his force essence, essence. into, uh, into a different body. And that was the whole point of him being obsessed with clones. So it's a, so it's a, so it's a different body. Is it a cloned body? If it's a cloned body, like were, were, were they doing experiments to make it so that it could still be force sensitive? How, right. Where is it like th- this is the kind of thing? Because we get the whole like Snoke thing in season two with the whole Snoke music. We get like Omega being like maybe force sensitive, and that's the reason that she's like around or was created so they could get like Metaclorian's clone. Yeah. That's why we took like the the uh, the leader off to go and clone some other stuff. We got like a whole bunch of Camino stuff going on in this next season. I'm like, there's so much random stuff that we have going on right now that I'm like, hmm, interesting. Like, I feel like it, we're trying to explain one thing in Star Wars. And I'm like, okay, cool, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, I and the fact that season four is already written kind of makes me think that we're gonna leave it on a cliffhanger I which think. is it's cool like i like that we have something set in stone because that is the reason that we have issues towards the future is if we don't keep it here and go this is how it's gonna be this is here's yeah. my beginning here's my end we're gonna get here let's like write everything in the middle all right exactly. cool which i'm 100 okay with i don't like when we're going random movie and then this is random movie and then this is random movie because that just ends up having problems towards the future of star wars that actually happened with season one of the Mandalorian be um, because as soon as uh, uh, as soon as 2019 hit and they announced it, um, people really didn't know exactly where in the timeline it took. So w- when the first episode happened, people were like, where's Poe? Where's Finn? Where's Ray? Why are there normal stormtroopers there? And not everyone, you know, kind of understood the timeline. It took place five years after the events of Return of the Jedi, so they went back in time. Um, and people thought it was going to be a continuation um, of what we got after The Last Jedi. But the other cool thing is that Dave Filoni has another project um, that that he's working on, and it's not season two of Ahsoka. It's going to be something completely different, probably probably like Skeleton Crew which I'm very excited for that because that's going to be like a whole different thing. Um, most likely it will deal with, you know, Ahsoka. Cause I think Ahsoka will have a cameo on it, but it's not going to, she's not going to be the main focus of the show. Uh, but for his new project, we don't know what the character or, you know, who, who, who's it going to be about in your guys' opinion, what character would you like his show to be about? Um, do you want a it good bounty hunter character? show? Yeah. A good bounty hunter show, please. <laughs> Are we asking for what we want Dave Filoni to work on, or what yes, in general, well, we want a Star Wars story of? Well, we don't know what the timeline of the project that he's working on, um, uh, like of the next Dave Filoni show. Like we don't know what the show is about. All we know is that he has written it. It's, it's by him, but we don't know the timeline or anything. What character or new character would you like the show to be about? I want to see Dave has a wonderful he he does a great job with chronological stories that can also be very set like an anthology like the anthology work he does amazing work on. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd honestly, I'd like to see him take over for the Lando show. I think like, again, individual stories uh-huh. of Billy D telling stories. And then we get flashbacks to Donald Glover going through these tales, okay. kind of romanticized Lando tales through Dave Filoni's lens. I feel like he'd do a great job with that. And we can bring in yeah, classic cool. bounty hunters. We could do other things. I feel like that'd be amazing to see. Part of that also is my personal bias in just wanting to see that show. And so hearing that the slightest possibility makes me happy. But I do think David had a very interesting take on the Lando Calrissian character because he did very a very good job with him in Rebels. Yes, I I, I agree. Now here's a question, which I know will make um, Josh laugh: Is which version of Lando do you like better? Do you like Billy D. Williams or do you like? Uh, um, I John okay, so that's that's the, that's not really the question. <laughs> I would like be able to say like who does it better. It's kind. It's a different age. I yeah. like. I love young Lando. Like him being super cocky and just like, I I love money and this is what I do and being super suave. I love that. And then you, it's cool seeing how the both uh, portrayals. You can see how in the future he's still got that on him where he's like, yeah, I'm still suave and everything, but like. He's he's older and he's yeah he's more yeah. like mature in the way he does things. But most definitely, I would love to see more Lando stories of a younger Lando. That his yeah. stories sound like fun. Him getting out of trouble, him doing things like the way he uh, deals with situations as opposed to Han's situations. They they work very well. Oh, I'd love to see Alden and Jonas come back as well for like maybe an episode, just like another. Haunted yeah. to happen to be on something because they signed a huge contract. They still can just say, "Hey, you're back, by the way," and then <laughs> they come on in. Um, but you know, I'd, I'd love to see that, mm-hmm. and also I just love the idea of seeing Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian, around a sabak table, telling these stories that we saw young Lando telling, and then we actually get to see them happen. Like I feel like that'd just be so fun to have like Billy D. Williams narrate Lan- uh, Donald Glover's stories. That'd just be so fun. I'm confused about this question. Do you guys think Gregor is coming back in Skeleton Crew? Are we talking about Clone Commando, Commando Gregor? Gregor that got killed in Rebels? Because he's I dead. Don't, I don't think so. I think be, partly because of that and also just how Skeleton Crew feels like it's going to be a very separated yeah. thing from the galaxy we know. I would Hopefully. I would definitely elaborate on that question, Sage, because if you're talking about the clone um the clone gregor he died in rebels um but yeah no i i'm i'm definitely excited for the future of star wars i know a lot of people um i was just talking to a couple of um uh to a couple of people um that i see um uh a lot and uh and they were saying that star wars is you know it's been kind of on the fence like for like the past couple of years and it's not what they're you know used to and then i keep seeing people you know for, um for example um there is all star wars uh he, he's a friend of ours i just saw him post saying that he's not that really excited about you know about this season of the mandalorian and that's really weird uh kind of just seeing the hype at celebration uh this past year and then jumping to where we are now it just doesn't seem like the hype is there for a lot of people. And I just find that very, very intriguing. Like I am, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm not as excited as I was 
you know, for like the past seasons. But I think when the episode actually airs and I'm s- sitting in front of the TV, uh, I think that feeling will come back. Honestly, I have a very, I really feel that the general audience sentiment is kind of like almost against franchises right now. Like yeah. and how it feels like with Marvel, how it feels like, especially after the last couple of shows we had in Star Wars that are okay shows, but they're not living up to the immense hype that people have built up for them. I feel like a lot of franchises are trying to bounce back and they're going to have to work very hard to bounce yep. back. His reputation is a very hard thing to rebuild. It's a very hard thing to rebuild. So I agree. Yeah, we'll we'll see. You've also got season, um, so season one of Ahsoka uh, was kind of leaked by Rosario Dawson. I think uh, we were supposed to find out during Celebration, but she said it's supposed to come out during the fall, uh, which I think that means that we'll probably get Skeleton Crew before that, or we'll end up getting it after during the winter, and that will carry on into next year, which means that we might have a gap um, in the summer of not having a Star Wars show. Uh, unless they have acolytes start at the end of this year. Um, but I, the timeline for skeleton crew and Ahsoka is kind of confusing to me because we've seen stuff for Ahsoka already. So we already assume that Ahsoka will come up before skeleton crew. Uh, but skeleton crew is in post-production right now. So there's a chance that we'll probably get, um, ahsoka before but some theories are saying that skeleton crew will take place before ahsoka so i don't know how do you guys feel about that new stuff for star wars please (laughs) that's me i i don't like the continuations when they start wearing out their welcome as as long as we don't get you know like it's right in the plot of of the show of skeleton crew things are getting heated and then all of a sudden you see mando walk around the corner and you got <laughs> like, like dropped really? to his chest and he's like all right let's go it's like okay all right he just had his season he made a cameo in ahsoka we don't need him to make a cameo in in skeleton crew because i got a feeling he's gonna pop up in in, in, in ahsoka somehow I, I i just have a feeling uh but you know i'm excited for all these shows I think that the hype is kind of dim right now, but I think once the show comes out, I think people will will definitely kind of get more more back on the bandwagon. Um, because ever since the sequels came out, I think the Mandalorian is what really got people back into Star Wars. Um, yeah. I think that's the show that was like, oh my gosh, like it's 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 Star Wars. It feels like Star Wars. It yeah. it. Um, is Dave Filoni and Dave Filoni worked directly with George Lucas. And I think that's why we all fell in love with the Mandalorian, because I think if someone's going to work on star Wars, it's, 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 it should be someone that knows George Lucas very well. And that worked side by side with him for years. And he did that on the clone wars and clone wars was great. I like him Uh, better as a writer than I do as a director though. Yeah. Like I would much rather him be the person who's writing the star Wars stories and then have, we have, as I've said before, like I'd love to have different people's takes on Star Wars come in and do their whole directing thing, especially like with coming off of Andor and how that was directed. I was like, I'd love to see that again. I think if if Mando season three sticks to landing, 
And mm-hmm. then Ahsoka, which in my opinion, Ahsoka is the one question mark here. If Ahsoka sticks to landing too, then I think once Andor season two comes around, that's when general hype will probably be at its highest. I think okay. give Andor some time so a lot of people watch it and then give these two shows the ability for people to say, okay, these are really yeah. well thought out, very good tales. And then, you know, have that lead up because general hype is connected show to show. Some people won't come into like just one and like, oh, I only watch Book of Boba Fett. I'm only waiting for Book of Boba Fett season two, and then I'm gonna be super hype. Like right. everyone's hyped for a Star Wars show. It's very rare to have someone that's only hyped for one type of it. So almost every single show really needs to stick the landing. And if they do, I think Andor season two is when stuff is really gonna pop off. Mm-hmm. I think that the show Acolyte will also do the same as well. Be because it's there's no way that the Mandalorian would be able to make a cameo in that. Yeah. There's like, I, I like, I mean, it, it's going to be its own story. It's taken during the high Republic, which right now, everything we know about the high Republic is mainly from the novels and the comics and everything mm-hmm. that have come out. So it's going to be great to have a show that's taken, you um, know, that's going to be taking place in that era. Yeah. Um, and like Josh was saying, you know, new star Wars and just, more star wars in general is fantastic but the but the newer it is it's going to be able to draw in uh um uh, a new audience because it's like okay wait so it has nothing to do with the skywalkers it has nothing to do with the mandalorian it takes place before that and i don't know i don't need to know anything about luke skywalker or anything count me in because the biggest thing right now is is with all these shows in the Skywalker saga, it's all connected, right? So if you're watching, um, uh, if if you're watching the Mandalorian and you see Ahsoka pop up for the first time, you're like, "Wait, who's that?" And they're like, "Oh, well, Ahsoka's from this animated show." And you're like, "Wait, I gotta watch that." And then it's just like a bunch of seasons, and not everyone has the um, the attention span to do that. Yeah. And I and and I think the great thing with the Acolyte is that it's going to be taking place in a um, a whole different timeline where it has nothing to do with skywalkers and people can just uh, enjoy it without kind of questioning things i mean like wait so that character did this in this show and then in that movie and mm. and then on, on top of that this is also kind of a great way to not have that limit of staying in the skywalker timeline it can do whatever as long as it doesn't you know say like this right here is the um great great grandfather of uh uh of shmi skywalker or something like that like i I don't want any of that (laughs) don't deal with the skywalkers (laughs) leave them out of it don't have them in the new movies at all either coming out in 2025 i don't want to see any skywalker name ray i love you but no i don't want ray skywalker finn poe i want a new story i want a new timeline I want Star Wars not to reinvent itself, but to, you know, kind of give us a fresh new look on Star Wars. And I think the Acolyte is is the best way to go in the right direction mm-hmm. uh, because it's not going to have to deal with any of that. Question for you then, because I, I, I totally agree with having it branch out and have new stories and new areas using the galaxy almost as a template to build stories rather than feel confined by it. This is an idea I've had for a long time. I haven't had any time to flesh it out. But what would you feel about an Andor-styled show, maybe written by Dave Floyd, maybe his new show, where we have like the story of Echo Base, where it leads up from a soldier's perspective, 
and then it ends with the Battle of Hoth, and we get nothing of like the classic characters. Like they're just maybe passing words in a story, but we kind of get an in the trenches feel of like the creation of Echo Base running from after like the a World War Two movie. I would love that. Cool. That th- that's honestly what Rogue One kind of was. Yeah, um, but having it where like <laughs> you see a character fighting in the trenches um kind of something on the line line the ragtag of, bunch of soldiers right what you saw in like um solo yeah maybe that yeah. a little bit of rogue one some you know that andor kind of feel that gritty that rebellion that hate against the empire i would love a star wars show that is like the band of brothers or saving private ryan but it's yep. star wars like that would be really 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 cool to see i think um, seeing that in hoth too would be so interesting because yeah. we know we know it's a losing battle yeah but seeing how they lose is so important especially in the trenches so i think that'd be very very interesting to see and that would also give you a different perspective on um on all the scenes that we see in empire strikes back yeah. Um, yeah. No. I. I'm. I. I'm all on board. I'm See all what on board. See our characters ran away from. Yeah. No, no. That'd be really fun. Yeah. So to end, uh, end today's episode, Star Wars Celebration happening this year. We're excited, but it's not happening next year. It's happening in 2025. So you're skipping a year, almost two years until the next one. How do we feel about that? I know. I know. Token and I are very excited to to go to the to the one happening this year, but I know there was a lot of speculation it was going to happen in Orlando next year. How do we feel about it? Kind of skipping a year because they they've done that in the past. Um, they have. I I'm gonna miss my friends, but honestly, like as someone who's in college right now, I'll be out of college by then. I won't have to worry about classes. Like me personally almost more than okay with it i get to worry about it a lot less and fitting it in my schedule and kind of give it some time for these shows and the new trilogy of movies possibly let those speak for themselves let those bring people in um i much prefer them saying you know what we maybe don't have enough material out there to have enough to have a celebration we're proud to host Let's yeah. wait. Let's put it off. Let's do it at a time when we really know it could be something big and important that celebration should be. I think that speaks volumes for the care that they have in celebration. I, I think, that. I, I mean, honestly, I'm with you because I think t- 2025 will be the year where it felt like Force Awakens was coming out. Like, I think that's where we'll get that Star Wars hype back because we haven't gone back to the big screen since 2019 for for star wars and as much as you know everyone's got their own opinions about the sequels but you have to admit the hype for the movies were fantastic and and i remember watching that first trailer for force awakens and just everyone in the theater just flipping out of um uh, of of just seeing the falcon do a uh, a backflip on the desert planet and it's getting chased by you know tie fighters and then star wars oh, it's yeah. like oh wow okay cool and then you have um the trailer for the last jedi i remember the hype for that and rise of skywalker like it's 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 great to have these shows but star wars belongs on the big screen it belongs in the cinema 
Um, and that's where all the hype was. And for all the toy sales and all that stuff, like every fourth Friday that we've had, I just remember just people lining up outside of the stores, the line going down for miles, uh, for, for the fourth Friday for the last Jedi. I, uh, I went to a target in Georgia, um, around dragon time, uh, around dragon con. Uh, and I won this four foot giant port, <laughs> um, uh, and, and a raffle. And, and I just remember like, I don't even know what this is, but I'm excited <laughs> about it. Yeah. And I got that because it was from the movie, which that's a whole other story, by the way, because I, I, I didn't live in Georgia. I lived in Michigan, so I had to get that home, uh, which I'll tell at a different oh, time. Lord. But yeah, so no, it's I really think that Star Wars belongs um, like I, 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 I love it. I love the TV shows. Don't get me wrong, but the real hype is on the big screen. And I'm excited yeah. for it to come back in 2025. I'm just curious of what the story is going to be. The shortness yeah. of time between streaming shows, I think, is honestly like been a really big detriment to franchises in general. Mm-hmm. Like the time, the timing between Last Jedi and Solo is a known factor for hurting Solo. Yeah. And then there's almost sometimes there's less time between shows than there was even time between Last Jedi and Solo. So I think that. Well, I totally agree. Having that silver screen is a big factor for hype. I think the other, I mean, which we've talked about this, but the other reason why Solo didn't do well is because people were still upset about The Last Jedi. Yeah, upset about The Last Jedi. That was another big thing, too. Production issues behind the scenes that got out, Mm -hmm. and the trailer only dropped like two months ahead of time. We were supposed to get Tag and Bink in Solo, and we didn't. That's a good, I mean, that's a good deleted scene. Like I can I see why they deleted it, but yeah, oh, it would have been fun to have more. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, no. Uh, I know this year's going to be crazy for Star Wars. We still have a lot of projects coming up. On May fourth, we're getting um, the the new Jedi adventure, uh, young Jedi adventures, which is a kid show, but still, it's a kind of a you know a new story happening in, in the High Republic era, and then you have the show vision season two that's gonna be awesome we'll probably see a bunch of stuff about that at star celebration uh again star celebration is happening this year it's gonna be happening uh april 7th through the 10th in london josh and i are excited there's so much content that's gonna be happening there and also it's in london it's it's gonna be awesome so uh thank you everyone for listening uh and just kind of taking this journey with us again sorry if i wasn't too hyped up up about this episode of of the bad batch i was just like it it just wasn't my cup of tea this week but i got a feeling yeah i got a feeling that (laughs) next week it will be uh we're on instagram at star stuff podcast we're on twitter at stuff pod we're also on Patreon for everyone that is on our Patreon. Thank you so much. Um, we have fun putting exclusive content on there. Uh, a new, um, a new interview that uh, that we, that David just did recently was with the actress who played uh, the Jawa Tika in uh, in Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, that's the Jawa that gives Obi Wan the um, the the parts in the first episode. So David sat down with her, had a wonderful interview. It's exclusive on our Patreon. Go and check it out. Uh, 
we're also on TikTok. Search Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We have a Gmail, Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Star Wars Stuff Group, and Star Wars Stuff Podcast page. Please go on Apple Apple Podcast. Give us a review. If it's all about David, that's totally fine. Uh, and we also have our own website, StuffPodcastNetwork.com. That also gives you a link to everything, all of our streaming services that we're on. Please go check it out. Twitch, Star Wars Stuff Gaming. We have a fun uh, group that does all of our Twitch stuff, so please go and check it out. I'm actually preparing to um, to do a full campaign um, uh, playback of the original Star Wars Battlefront 2 and then re-public commandos as well. So, uh, yeah, very, very exciting stuff in there. Um, if you want to uh, follow... Uh, Josh, cloning around. Where can they follow you? Uh, Instagram, cloning underscore around. That's yeah. Maybe not the most active guy, but you can find me there. There you go. He has some great stuff on there. Uh, again, we would not be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you everyone for listening. From myself, Josh, and Josh, may the force be with you always. <laughs> <laughs>